Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Do you struggle with your internal customer relations? Do you feel that whatever you do or say, it is never enough for your employees? In this episode of the HR Chat Show, we're going to hear from HR consultant Carol Johnston about ways that SRG's HR solutions can help you optimize your market advantage through the people that drive it. SRG's HR solutions offers ways to build strong employee-employee relationships quickly and effortlessly based on years of experience. Carol is an innovative leader who continually improves individual performance and organizational effectiveness. Her broad experience includes startup operation specialization, and she is known for championing career and professional growth through leadership coaching and development. Carol is also adept at optimizing resources, generating significant cost savings, and promoting solutions by enhancing services through technology. Carol, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate this. So, Carol, what we're going to do today is we're going to we're going to have a look at some of the services that you do offer in in that context that we just uh, we just started there in the intro. So, uh, what I'd love for you to do is sort of walk me through some of those services, starting with how you can help companies with employee relations. All right. Well, when it comes to employee relations, certainly this is where I've sort I've really focused my career on. You know, knowing employment laws. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be bilingual. So reaching out in all provinces, including Quebec, and really understanding and working with people and employers um, on ensuring that policies meet legislative needs. So from that perspective, um, I've got quite a a depth of knowledge. Um, And when it comes to employee relations, it's something that is really near and dear to my heart. So some of the services that sort of fall into that category as well would be some of our engagement meetings. And uh, these are things that I sort of brought on myself in some of the past organizations that I've worked with. Um, you know, bringing the people to the table, a lot of my experience has been in anti-union uh, environments, so people who are trying to avoid the union, um, making sure that their employees have all the tools and resources uh, necessary in order to do their jobs properly, and so that they're enjoying their work every day, and they're going to a place where they feel safe every day as well. So these employment engagement meetings are great because uh, they're free of manager or leadership, uh, first of all. So it's just the employees and I, you know, building a very strong confidential uh, workplace and uh, a feeling to that meeting and making sure that they feel safe saying whatever they want, uh, you know, airing their frustrations, et cetera, et cetera. So it allows all of that stuff to come to the table and uh, and then it gives me tools to meet with leadership later on to uh, let them know that, you know, these are the things that are frustrating your employees. How can we how can we resolve these issues and how can we make this a great place to work? So those have been very, very effective in the past. Some of the tools I've, I've used as well to sort of amplify this is the DISC training, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. And, and, and what that does is it identifies different styles in the workplace. And that lets people know, um, you know, what they, although they may have or experience some differences with other employees that they work with, it's not necessarily a personality uh, clash. It's probably just a work style clash. So how do you work with that different personality style? 
So we give them examples on how to do that and how to apply it every single day. And we leave them with the tools necessary to be able to do that on a daily basis. And that includes working with their leaders and vice versa, allows the leader to understand his employee, his or her employee, uh, so that they know what, what motivates that specific individual um, to, produce, to you know, give, give their most productive work every day. So leadership coaching and training is another thing. So if, if, I came, if I come out of that meeting and I hear a lot of leadership concerns specifically with regard to management styles, et cetera, this is uh, also something that I've been doing most of my career is developing leaders and, you know, giving them the tools necessary to be able to manage people effectively every day and make them feel empowered, make their employees feel empowered, um, that kind of thing. Um, and then along the way, obviously, you know, uh, certifications and, and certain, especially in Ontario, we have the AODA compliance. Uh, we needed to make sure that all of our websites and our, and our, and our process and policies were compliant with the AODA. So this is something that I've delved into and ensured that, um, you know, with every organization that I worked for, that they were, um, compliant in that area, in those areas as well. One area that you, uh, you're an expert in is, is helping to, to lead engagement meetings. Um, mm -hmm. that must be a bit of a challenge. So my, my understanding there in, in terms of the way that you do it is it, you'll have meetings with employees to, to get a real sense of, of, of what their, what their gripes are perhaps, or what the opportunities that they see within their career might be without the leadership team being in place. And then you'll relay right. that. I'm guessing right. to to, to yeah. a leadership team, uh, and exactly. and get their set. They get their sense of, of of the feedback from the employee and try to marry the two. That must be that must be a heck of a challenge. Can you can you sort of talk us through how you approach that? Actually, it's not. I, again, if you approach it properly, it's not as challenging as you might think. Um, in my experience in the past, leadership leaders have actually. Um, welcomed this type of meeting because they want to know what their employees are, are feeling and a lot of their employees aren't comfortable enough going directly to them. It, it could be for various reasons. Maybe there's a, a leadership issue with one of the leaders. They don't feel comfortable going because they feel like they're going to lose their job or, you know, they're going to be penalized come performance management time. You get a lot of that. So certainly at the beginning, it's a little bit difficult to sort of reel the employees in to, to gain their trust. But one or two meetings in, um, I found generally they're comfortable enough. They know after the meeting, nothing happened to them. Nobody was, nobody was identified. Uh, no one was because we certainly don't repeat anything that's in the room. We just come up with a general consensus of, yes, three or four people feel this way about this. What can we do about that? Um, from a leadership perspective, uh, for, for as far as my experience goes, uh, they've always been very welcoming of not being present at the, at the table during these meetings. Okay, thank you. Uh, now, another area that you help with is new leader assimilation. Uh, mm -hmm. you, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this, this is huge. It could be, it could be someone who's, uh, who's being promoted from within, or very often it's someone who comes from, from outside. Uh, and there must be some particular challenges and, uh, and strategies needed to, to help assimilate, to, to help onboard those leaders, to help ingratiate them with their, with their new teams. How, how should an HR professional approach that? And, and, and what, are, 
what are some of the things that you've seen that work particularly well? And maybe a couple of things uh, in your career that, that you'd say, do not approach it this way for, for whatever you do, because it will not work out. Right. <clears throat> yes, I think new leader assimilation is probably the most important tool to introducing a new leader to an organization, regardless of how much back, you know, background experience they have. Um, I, this is so crucial because as I, as I always introduce it, Let's get to know the man or the woman behind the leader. And that's what the new leader simulation is about. It's not necessarily about, you know, what, you know, what motivates that person, what they want to see in terms of, you know, uh, production on, on behalf of their people. It, it has nothing to do with that. It's more to get to know that person. And so when I introduce the meeting without the leader present the, during the first part of the meeting, uh, it's it's a lot like an employee, uh, an engagement meeting of sorts, but it's bringing forward questions. What questions do you have about this leader? You're, I'm sure you're all curious to find out what type of a leader he or she is. What do you want to know about them? And that, not just professionally, but personally as well. Do they have dogs? Do they have children? You know, are they married? Uh, how much time do they plan on spending here? And then on the flip side, what do you want from us? Or, and here's what we want you to know about us as well. So it's very, very eye-opening. I have never conducted one where the leader and the employees have said, wow, this was so very helpful. I feel like I've known this person now for a year and this person was just introduced to our organization. So it sets everybody off on the right foot because it allows the leader to understand his team, where they're going, what they have to offer as well. And on the flip side as well, it lets them know, you know, what, what does motivate my, my new boss and what should I stay away from? What should I not do to, you know, to frustrate them? So um, it's, these are very, very crucial, I think, in the beginning and to do them right away is key before the person, um, you know, is, is allowed to start managing these people. So um, yes, very, very uh, crucial. And I think, um, it's uh, it's important as well at the beginning of the meeting to have the leader come into the room before we start the session and just say, you know what, I am open to anything, any question you have, so that it builds that, you know, that 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 feeling of okay, well, I can ask this question if I want, and it's you know, you know, where did you go to school or where did you grow up, things like that, really getting to know that person, um, and and allowing them to know what they have in common as well at the same time, so. Yes, I highly, highly recommend um, new leader assimilations. Okay, so uh, one example then of getting it right is is having processes in place where a leader knows that it's right and appropriate to come into that meeting at the beginning and to yeah. say to them um, that they're open and it's and it's it's all about creating constructive dialogue. But before you get to that, and this is something mm -hmm. that you you absolutely help with with small to medium large size organisations, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. is get, getting the policies and practices in place. You know, jotting them down, understanding what the company culture is about, and aligning that company culture with the the correct, you know, whether that's legally correct or culturally correct, uh, HR practices. Can you can you just take a minute or two now and offer a bit of an overview of how you would map that out with a leadership team in terms of identifying what their what their goals are, what their aspirations are, what their culture is, and maybe what their pain points are, and then aligning those with a successful uh, uh, document which, which outlines what those HR practices should be. Right. So I think, um, and th this is probably one of the other services that I offer is reviewing 
perhaps uh, starting with their reviewing um, their policy manuals as they sit today, having a look at them, making sure because legislation changes so quickly that everything is in there that should be, first of all, and changing up stuff that perhaps has been sitting there for a long time and needs a little bit of a uh, an update. But um, I think it's important to understand the culture first and foremost, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that because every organization is so different when it comes to culture that you, you need to know that first and foremost before you start any type of meeting to ensure that employees are on board and they know they know what the culture is first of all, you know, perhaps some of them aren't familiar with it, aren't, aren't aligned with it, because it's important to mention that every single day and whenever you're practicing, you know, anything as a leader or as an employee to 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 practice those, um, you know, organizational uh, standards that are aligned with the organization. So, um, so when meeting with, with uh, leadership, for instance, I would ask the question, you know, what do you do to lead every day that aligns with uh, your 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 organizational goals or your culture. What do you do? What do you practice every day to make sure that those are aligned? Um, and vice versa. When I'm in employee engagement meetings, you know, what do you do uh, that aligns yourself with these organizational goals and policies? What do you practice every day to make sure that it aligns properly and correctly? Okay, thank you very much. Now let's let's move on and uh, talk a little bit about performance management, which is another area that I know that you helped with. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, uh, full disclosure here, listeners, um, I've worked for a performance management technology platform in the past, so I have uh, I have uh, certain views on uh, certain technologies that that could and should be used. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna um, make sure that I don't express any of my opinions on this because this is all about you carol <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the traditional approach was you know meet once a year um and uh, go through a list of of uh, kpis perhaps and 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 discuss whether or not an employee has met those and if they've met them maybe they get a pay raise maybe they get some sort of incentives whatever it might be uh if they if they haven't met them maybe there are certain consequences in that meeting as well and in the last say decade or so uh that traditional approach has been modified because frankly millennials and, and now gen zers gen zers um are, are not massive fans of that kind of communication approach which is permeated throughout the workforce i think uh, personally for the better although i am trying to resist <laughs> my personal opinions in this one i am a millennial so i do i do have feelings about this um anyway uh, I, i'd love to get a, a sense of uh how how SRG's HR services can help on the performance management side of things. And and, and what are some of the technologies and, and processes that you recommend using? Sure, you still need some major review on a regular basis, but should that be annually, Carol? Should it be more regularly? And what about constant feedback? You know, what 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 your options are there out there that that can allow organizations, whether they're small, medium, or large, to to have a, a constant pulse? of of what's going on with with uh, their departments and individual employees right so all right well that's a fully loaded question but <laughs> i'll try and approach it one step at a time so uh obviously i've 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 uh i've been working with various types of performance management systems with uh you know 20 plus years of hr experience yeah you know you come upon different types and one thing remains constant though bill regardless of the platform that you use to administer uh is that 
is doing it on time. And that's, that's my biggest message to employers is that can't be more. If you're going to have a system in place, please, please make sure that you complete it on time and that you make it a priority and not a task. And um, I think that's, you know, that's some of the things that I, I get back in employee meetings when we're having them. It, it, that's the feedback I get from employees who say, yeah, he scheduled my meeting, changed it three times. Then when I finally had my face-to-face, -face, uh, it was so rushed. I didn't feel that I, that I even mattered, and I don't know why we even do this. So, you know, that I've heard a lot of background feedback on, and that's one thing that I caution any employer on is this. If you're going to have a performance management in place where you review annually, um, please make sure that it's a priority and that you're you're sending that strong message to the employee that you know I care about you let's build goals together with regard to you know where we're going and empower them that way and and really recommend that you know during the meeting they talk not you so that they can provide you with uh you know what their thoughts are on how to grow the business and empowerment is everything in my in my uh, experience uh certainly this is how you get your most productive employee so, I mean, I've had different platforms. My most recent uh, experience that I had uh, was, uh, I believe, was called Success Factors. Um, and, and all it really does is it just makes sure that everything's, you're notified of these reviews and you're notified of, you know, the last day that you can submit. And uh, so it, it's, a, it's a big deal, especially in an organization where there are 15,000 employees, which is where I, I just was. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of making sure that it's done on time. But I mean, we were doing two reviews a year previously. And, uh, and then we just, we stopped doing the two. Uh, we did, as you mentioned, daily, daily management. That's always my recommendation anyways, making sure you're, you're managing your employees daily. So that when you do sit down, it's basically just a review of what you've talked about every single meeting that you've had, whether that's weekly or monthly touch bases. Um, but we 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 did not do away completely with the second one. Basically, we just made it an on-track, not on-track system. So you sit down with the employee and you look at their goals they've set at the beginning of the year and you let them know whether or not they're going off track a little bit and what they can do to fix that or whether they're on track and everything's fine and just continue. It's certainly less time consuming for the for the leader because uh, for someone who has you know 30 40 employees that could be quite taxing in terms of time allotment so um, saving that for once a year I think is plenty and then making sure that you have your your day your whether that be daily weekly monthly touch bases with your employee is way more important than having a performance management system in place I think. Awesome, thank you. And one last area that I want to touch on with you today is uh, recruiting top talent. So, you know, we've got this uh, war for talent at the moment, uh, unemployment rates in Canada, and, and sorry to our US listeners, this is a very Canadian-centric uh, episode today. Uh, the unemployment rates in Canada are the lowest that they've been in a very, very, very long time, which is amazing, but it does mean for companies that it's that much more difficult to attract the right talent. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd love for you to just take a couple of minutes now and talk a little bit about uh, ways to project the the employer as being the employer of choice, mm -hmm. how how HR folk can can help to facilitate that uh, in, in, and indeed how uh, a, an outside HR firm 
uh, such as yourself can, can can help to support that. But I'd also love to blend in there with your answer uh, a little bit of talk about another area that I know that you're uh, that you have expertise on, and that's compensation and benefits. So um, anybody can offer X amount of dollars per year to to attract the the, the best possible candidates, but you can get a lot more intelligent than that i think um in terms of what you can offer them you know what's what's part of their package do they want to have um do they want to be able to cycle to work can you help them with that do they want to have um uh help looking after their their kids do they have uh members of their family who have particular needs that can be can be uh, offered as part of any uh, any package for an, a new employee to sort of t- just generally uh, offer a bit of an overview of, of best practices for recruiting top talent and that that special source, if you like, in terms of those extra benefits and and uh, and compensation to 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 ensure that you get the right people for your organisation. Right. Um, certainly. So obviously, values are very important for an organisation. But unless the employee practices those values on a daily basis, um, employees will soon see that. So you need to make sure that you walk the talk. First and foremost, that's the most important piece of everything, is making sure that when you're recruiting and you're talking to these candidates about values, core values of the organization, the employee's getting excited, make sure you walk the talk and that you demonstrate those values every single day. So that's my number one message. Um, when it comes to the sort of uh, package deal of what what is offered, if you look at the if you look at the list of top companies that are rated every year, top 50, top 75, um, and I've delved into these at length at point at some point. Um, what is it that they all have in common that makes it so attractive for the the employee uh, to you know to to apply to first of all? What makes that person want to apply? So obviously it's an exciting work environment. Most people who are coming, most <clears throat> you know young the younger generations who are coming out of college and, and university, they want something exciting like that. They want they want to be able to make a difference every day, um, and they they're very. <laughs> As you as you've probably noticed, very computer literate. They know their stuff. They know how to do stuff. They they're, they're very very good at that type of thing. Um, so they want it to be a challenging environment, first and foremost. So then comes the other perks like the work uh, flexibility, the work location flexibility. Can I work from home a couple of days a week? So a lot of these organizations will offer that, or they'll work with your hours if you have children. You know, let's work around school bus pickups and drop-offs and things like that. So a lot of those top organizations offer those those uh, perks to their employees. Uh, another good example is a flexible benefit plan where they choose and design their own plan according to their needs. So that's also very uh, attractive to a candidate. Um, you know, those are just a few examples of what, uh, what makes workplaces attractive to uh, prospective employees. So... Um, I think I, I think that my advice would be for everyone to, you know, get your if, if your benefit plan has been stagnant and you've had the same plan for a long time, you know, get with your benefit uh, broker and get out there do an analysis. Can you get better benefits at the same or lower cost? Because a lot of the times you can. I mean, there's all kinds of administrative services only and where you can save a lot of money and offer better benefits to your employees. 
because if it if it uh, if the end result is um, higher retention, obviously it's more profitable to your organization to be able to do that and offer that. Lovely, thank you. And also, I'd just add to that, uh, you can also check out salesresourcegroup.ca forward slash HR solutions. There's a, there's a dash in there, HR dash solutions. Uh, if if you'd like to learn more about uh, how Carol and the team can, can help you achieve some of those things we've discussed today. Um, but before we finish off, Carol, uh, how can our listeners connect with you? Are you on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, uh, email address, anything like that that they can connect with you to learn more? Uh, yes, so I am on LinkedIn. Um, I do have a LinkedIn profile. Um, Carol P. Johnston is the extension of it. Um, so Carol Johnston with a T on LinkedIn. Uh, I do also have a Facebook profile under Carol Jean Johnston. Um, uh, and yeah, so if you just uh, basically go to the salesresourcegroup.chr solutions, that's where you'll find uh, my all of my areas of expertise and how to contact me, um, as well as through uh, LinkedIn. So, okay, awesome. Well, that just leads me to say for today, Carol Jean, I didn't know your middle name was Jean, Carol Jean <laughs> Johnston, <laughs> thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate the, the option. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.